Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. And the tail slams into her frozen side and some ice shatters off. Doesn't take flesh with her. She's not frozen solid, but ooh, insult to injury. It's a 29 to hit. Okay, that'll hit too. <laughs> Minimum damage, five. Sorry. I tried. You know what? Five is all they had left in them. <gasps> nice. What? She drops down to her knees. Arnus's feet touch the ground, and then she collapses down to the side, letting go of Arnus's neck. Uh, they're all passed out in one form or another, and you're here in the parlor. Taking a look around the room, this definitely looks like it was meant to be originally like a fancier sitting type room, and it's kind of been repurposed into like a guard's break room. The, the paintings and the rugs are still pretty nice. Uh, there's two other doors in the room to your left, and then one more in front of you. If you're standing where the, uh, if you're standing where you first entered the room, there's one door off to the left, and there's one more to the to the front. According to Kippins, you want to take the hall to the left, but I don't know if there's any other recuperating you would like to do here in this room. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, um. I'm now concerned that that was the first fight of several, and it kind of kicked our asses. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, I hate to suggest this, but do we want to maybe, like, run the fuck away and try this again tomorrow? Uh huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe put together the army I suggested. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I, get our posse. I think that might be a good idea. Darwin is never going to disagree with the runaway plan. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a walk of shame past Kippins. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's fair. There's nothing saying you have to keep pressing forward. The main thing that you have on your side right now is the element of surprise. Yeah. I mean, there is that. I'm just so looking, surprise, at, I'm looking but... at my spell slots and my bardic inspiration and my health and just going. Mm. Like, I don't even have enough hit dice <laughs> to heal back up. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm concerned that, that Darvin's a, like permanently at one hit point <laughs> and like <laughs> we're, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I guess uh, element of surprise may not be the best terms since you knocked very loudly on this first door. <laughs> but if you leave and come back, they will be more prepared for you. True, but I think we'll also be better prepared and have more people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you won't be. But yeah, it's definitely a trade-off. And that's your decision to make. I think it's better than dying. Uh, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> <laughs> says the dude who's taken no damage um yeah but the second any of you go down my ac is 12 oh shit no wonder you stand in the back i stay away i'm literally a glass cannon and i don't have a lot of cannonballs i've only got like six spell slots the the closest to an attack on finnegan was that first chair that what got thrown but Mm -hmm. they rolled a two on that so it shattered on the door frame rather than hitting Finnegan in the face. <laughs> as much as I would like to see someone get hit in the face with a, with a chair. <laughs> it's all right. I got to hit a Drake with a table. Okay. Yeah, there was some. Hmm? I was just going to say there was some, uh, there was some WWE level moves going on in here this evening. There sure were. All right. So you're looking around the room, and the plan is to leave then. Um, before we do that, though, can we, like, I don't know, see if these guys have anything of value on them? Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, there's their yeah. gear. There's the, each of the Goliaths are wearing chain mail fitted for a Goliath, so it's, it's rather big, but it's still valuable, of course. Sumner had her sword. It's a rather large greatsword. It's in good condition. It's definitely a guard's sword. So you could fence it, but I don't think you could sell it to a legitimate buyer. They would know where it's from. But that's not saying you can't sell it or just give it away. Or use it to arm our army. Or yeah, you know, give it to your friends. Morello will take that great sword and just like drag it around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not Morello. He's the assassin. He wouldn't do that. Mahogany might be willing to give it a shot, though. She's got enough chutzpah. She's got a lot of oomph. Um, don't give it to Seth. Um, who else did we have? Ogtrop has got a rather nice shield, breastplate, no weapons to speak of. They definitely have some coin on them if you want to do some purse snatching. Sure. Oh, yeah. Anything of value that's not their armor, it's coming with us. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to put the weapons in the boot of holding, though. The paintings on the walls are definitely valuable. Ooh, let's take some paintings. They would not fit within the boot if you keep them in their frames. I mean, if you do the whole cut them out of the frame thing, then of course you can roll them up and put them in a boot. And how many paintings are there? Well, I think it's time to roll some dice then to find out just how many there are. I'm going to say there's at least three. So let's say 1d6 plus two. There are five paintings. Mostly 
of the late Prince Edvin in various glamour poses and like victory shots, you know, on the back of a horse rearing up a sword in hand or standing regally in the throne room of the contract house, probably a family portrait of him with the king and the queen, you know, stuff like that, all very self-important, like very vanity project type paintings of his. And there might be one of just the contract house itself. Do we have a, an approximate value on those, or would we have to get them, like, appraised? <laughs> um, you'll get whatever the black market can pay for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you could trade them. You know, trade is always a thing. But yeah, anything you take from these guards, I mean, aside from their money, anything you take from these guards or from this room will definitely have the, uh, the whiff of stolen from the contract house. Okay. So you can put down, you've got five royal paintings. And as far as money, I'm going to roll 1d10 for each of these guards. They'll have this in silver. Oh, that's a nine, a nine, and a two. Carmen is definitely the one who only had two silver. Sumner and Ogtrop both had nine. Um, yeah. Are you taking their gear? No. Okay. Um, their weapons, but... Not their armor. Okay. I think it's you just the one sword. sword. You can definitely take it, though. It's fine. The other two were just body slamming people. Well, one of them had a shield. Yeah, you can take oh, we're taking the shield, shield as well. Oh, yeah. Anything that would be used to arm someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. We're going to come back. We don't want them to be able to, well, you know. Um, these three guards, not dead, if you don't want them to be. I don't know how high you want your crimes to have been up until this point. I love that Shannon looked at me, but my character doesn't have that decision anymore. My character's not the one who's going to be like, yeah, kill them all. <laughs> yeah, you're not Vale anymore. Um, I mean, Finnegan yeah. could have an opinion. You are an ex-military man. Do you kill those people who have been downed already? On the one hand, you know, that's kind of messed up. On the other hand, you plan on coming back here tomorrow. These people won't be well enough to fight, but... They can still provide intel on who you are and what you can do. I'm really struggling here. Mm -hmm. Is this just treason or is it treason and murder? Well, it's not, it's actually not even that. Like my, my nope. problem is, is less with that and more with like everybody in this town besides the like, you know, 10 people at the very top are struggling to live and make a living. And so, like, I have this issue with, like, do I want to kill someone who's probably, like, just struggling to survive and that's why they're staying in this job? Or do I want to kill the person that is, quote unquote, just following orders? <laughs> but there's no way for me to determine what these people are. And that's why I'm having a problem. Sounds like you've got a hell of a moral quandary. I do. Mm -hmm. Darwin, Mr. Monk of Corum. Yes. What are your opinions on leaving these guards alive? Uh, I, I, I don't want to kill them if we don't have to, for the reasons are in his sights, largely. Okay. I, okay. I don't like it. If it's necessary, if we determine it's what we have to do. But I mean, what's, what's the difference between a couple guards that we just... I mean, what's the difference between a few extra guards, right? When there's going to be a whole bunch, probably. 
Mm. We could abduct them. <laughs> um, no, yeah. no. You could we try. Don't ha- we don't have the strength to carry even one of them out of you here. You could carry... Oh, yeah. You could... Oh, yeah, you could put one of them on Cyril's back. Maybe even two of them. But I think you could carry... Um, I think you could get Ogtrop out of here without Cyril's assistance. He's definitely lighter. Still, that is you taking three guards, bloody and unconscious, out. Yeah, yeah, it might be hard to... I don't know if Kippens would say anything, but those two guards that stopped you at the entrance to get your weapons, they might have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. So you would need some sort of subterfuge if you wanted to. That's probably not going to work, is it? I could. I mean, if you want, there could be a rug on the ground that you could drape over them on top of Cyril. Uh, you could weekend at Bernie's them. You could polymorph them into little creatures. <laughs> all fun ideas. I can't do all of them, though. Mm, you've got divine charges. You could try. Um, the morally correct thing to do is leave them. And then if they continue to choose to fight, they die in battle. They're unconscious. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm okay with see, that. Yeah. yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you went into a fight and I didn't have any NPCs there, so I can't, I can't tell you what Sam would think or what Rystos would think. <laughs> oh, Sam would tell me not to kill them. <laughs> and Rystos would say the opposite. I don't even, I don't even need you role-playing it to... <laughs> mm-hmm. And Rystos would probably say the opposite. Literally the devil on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you do have to tell your friends what happened here. And that would be uh, interesting if you're like, they were yeah. all unconscious, so then we killed them. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be squared with Sam than Rice. Can't just so play that on Vale anymore. They were all conscious, and then Vale killed them all. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the fate of the guards has been set. You will leave them be. And they will live. They'll need some time to recover. Maybe one of them can get magically fixed up by tomorrow. But they are probably not expending enough resources on all three of them when all three of them failed at a very simple job: keep people out. <laughs> Turns out that yes, withholding healthcare is also a way of punishing your workforce. Um, what? No, <laughs> that's not a thing. Their fate's been decided. You've stolen some paintings. You've stolen their lunch money. You've taken a sword and a shield. You're all, except for Finnegan, you're all quite wounded. Cyril's definitely going to need some patching up. I mean, Darwin will too, but Darwin didn't get impaled. Feels like it did. You got bit a lot. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're heading back out. Yes. Okay. Making your way back through the hallway. You encounter Kippins again at that main hallway that leads to the exit. He gives you a look up and down. And it's like, what? 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 What's going on? That was quick. Too quick. What's going on? I just look at him and just shake my head and just go, and then just keep walking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got nothing. I don't know how to answer him because, like, I don't want to give him any more information than he already has. And so, like, just. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is everyone giving Kippins the cold shoulder? (laughs) Yeah. 
Pretty much. Cyril and I are more concerned about getting out of here with Cyril health. I'm following okay. Arnis's lead. Since this in game time, like just happened maybe 20, 30 minutes ago, Finnegan, you were told Cyril couldn't go in, and now you're going to be walking out with Cyril. <laughs> are you okay yes, with that? I remember that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I remember it. And I look at Cyril and I give her the whistle, and she just right in the middle of the hallway, just like Jesus. burrows down underneath, destroying the floor. And she's, she's following along underground again. Okay. You've ruined two perfectly good pieces of floor, getting Cyril in and out of here. Oh yeah. Oh, it's oh amazing. yeah. And Kippins is like, what the fuck? Kippins is not morally strong enough to stop you or to say anything about what's happening. He's definitely making the decision that the smart move is to play dumb. I didn't know any of this happened. I was in the bathroom. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Sweet. I was dead at the time. It was Steve. Uh-huh. I was on the moon with Steve. <laughs> um, oh, shit. That... <clears throat> That's a remind. Aranis, you still have your cat boy features. <laughs> They will last. Oh, I do. Can I drop that, or can no. I not drop it because I no. fail? Because you fail. Because this is a punishment for your failure. <laughs> so Kippins is Sorry. even more this confused. Is, this is a consequence for your inability to control your power. These will last until after you finish a long rest. God damn it! Unless you really want to keep them. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You head out the main entrance. You walk down the little path outside, heading towards the gate, where the two guards are still standing guard. Let me go back up to their names. I have my notes from the previous one. Let's see, where, where are we? Ah, Harriet and Banbrook. Mm-hmm. They hear you coming. Harriet turns and is like, what the hell happened to you? You look like shit. Rude. Just give us the sword. We're out of here. <laughs> My daggers and my whip, please. Well, yeah, yeah, all the weapons. <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounded a little too familiar, but um, you were just in the contract house. You went in healthy. You came out looking like you took a beating. Um, what happened? Oi. You should see the other guys. God, he's talking again. Are you saying that you got into a fight with some guards inside? A message was sent. Oh my god, stop talking. Stop talking. I'm saying Banbrook that we got... is like getting the manacles out now. No, I'm saying like... that we got beat the shit out of in there and we just want to go home. Uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to ask you some questions. Please just stay put for a moment. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who and why? This guy over here, Oscar, looks like he's been bit. Is that right, Oscar? Yeah, you train your guards to bite people? (laughs) Apparently. I don't train the guards. We don't train the guards. We are the guards. Guards use weapons at their disposal. Some have teeth. Were you bit by a guard? (sighs) I was bit by something. (laughs) By a what? Darvin? All right, if you want to make up a lie here, I'm willing to roll with you. Um, Oi. <laughs> I, I don't want to. already said a message has been sent. So. I don't. I don't want to lie. I want to 
stretch the truth. Okay. Okay. You could claim it was Cyril. But Cyril oh, cool. wasn't supposed to be in there. That, that's uh, fun. Just, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Let's try. It. I got bit that? by the. I got bit by the Drake. He must have thought I was. I don't know. He didn't recognize me for a second, or I smelled wrong. I don't know. Wait, that Drake wasn't supposed to be in there, sir. But Mr. Tempest, did you bring your Drake inside without our knowledge? Do you see a Drake here? Uh, well, I saw a Drake burrow into the ground, so I'm not going to assume that just because I can't see them doesn't mean she's not here or she hasn't been. Um, yeah, I'm going to need some assistance out here. Just a moment. Oh, for the love of God. Hey, son, you really are determined to be on the wrong side of history today, are you? Um, what does that mean, sir? You're working for the dude who is basically, like, holding this entire town in poverty. You know that, right? Hmm. Oh, what does she say? What does she say? Uh, Harriet says, um, I know I'm working, which... Is better than can be said for some. I know that you weren't supposed to fight in there. And so far, it sure sounds like y'all got into a fight with an animal that you, or sorry, you all smuggled an animal in and then got into a fight with some guards. Oh, wait, um, I'm sorry. Darwin stretched the truth um, before Harriet goes off on a rant. Um, Darwin, <laughs> uh, please roll deception. I would give you advantage for having the bites, but I'm going to give you dis. But you would also get disadvantage because Finnegan was boasting uh, about fighting guards. So those will wash out. So it evens out. Yeah. So it'll just be straight deception. This. Oh, okay. I got a 16. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Harriet says, Oscar, sir, I'm real sorry that the creature your friend smuggled in bit you. But that means, at the very least, you smuggled the creature inside. Is there anything else you would like to admit to at this point? How about you admit that you're working for the bad guy? And yeah, you're working, but you working is keeping other people from working. Ooh, this is about you. Uh, you really are a tool, aren't you? Uh, <clears throat> she's just trying to assess the situation, trying to find out just how much you did do in there so I can figure out what you're rolling. And if so far the only crime you're admitting to is sending a message and smuggling an animal in, that is less bad. But, uh, look, it's not an ideal situation for anyone. But if you don't come clean, we're going to have to hold you for questioning rather than just, you know, charging you with crimes now. <sighs> okay. Let's go about this a different way. Okay. Am I am I to understand that literally? I guess this is sort of the same way, but I just, whatever. Am I to understand that literally the only thing you care about is the fact that you have a job? No, I also care about the laws that you broke. So you don't care. You don't care that you having a job means that so many other people are starving? Mm. Roll persuasion. 32. <laughs> Jesus. He's <laughs> like, we're going about this the wrong way. <laughs> Let me try to convince her of something. <laughs> we're better at that. 
Um, I care that if I don't have a job, more people go hungry. I don't mean the city at large. I mean, you know, my family, the people I care about. I get that. Was it? She's going to continue because you rolled very well. Sorry, Sorry. go ahead. She's going to be personal before she gets a little bit more philosophical. Um, Was it better before? Yes, of course it was. But that doesn't mean there's anything I can do to stop it. Oh, isn't there? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand up to the silver purse. Oh, well, nobody's asking you to stand up to them on on your own. One person against that big of a criminal enterprise? No. (laughs) Of course not. That's ludicrous. But you and us... And all the people in this town that have been built, that have been beat down against that criminal enterprise, that could change things. What are you suggesting, sir? Right now, I'm suggesting that you let us go. She looks over to Banbrook. She looks over Darwin, over Finn. And that's it. Just let you go. I'll let you walk out of here. I I don't like doing more work than I have to. And if you're just going to leave. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Is everybody else okay with that? Yep. Okay. To be clear, I'm omitting the like, we're coming back later. Like, oh, no, just, I got that. Just to be clear. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear to you, even if Me, it's not the DM to her. gets that. Harriet <laughs> doesn't understand that. Yes. Uh, she looks over to Banbrook, tells him to put the manacles down. She's just like, grab their stuff. He'll go and grab your gear, your weapons, and he'll start returning it back to you. Darvin, your sword is still looking mighty nice. I was really hoping to have a guard come in and attack you with your own sword, but... <laughs> Maybe you guys next decided time. it was time to walk away. <laughs> I'm sorry, you mean we got beat the shit out of and decided to run? <laughs> well, no, it's just if you'd gone farther in, then people could have found the bodies. And it wouldn't have taken too long to put some stuff together. People will find those in a bit, don't worry. You guys did nothing to hide the bodies. <laughs> nope, didn't do that. Plus, they're not dead. You could go right. hide, hide them all you want. They're not dead. <clears throat> sorry. I got distracted. Harriet tells Banbrook to give you your stuff back. You start tanning it back. And she looks at the three of you and says, Look, this isn't an ideal situation for anybody. I just want to take care of my folks. I don't want to cause any waves. As long as I can still do that, I hope you have a good day. I hope you don't, uh... I hope we don't judge folks like us too harshly. There comes a point, Harriet, where the only way to protect the ones that you love is to stand up and do what's right. Have a good day. I walk away. Okay. Where do you want to go to rest for the night? Are you going to the church? Are you going back outside the city walls? Um, are you going to find a room to rent? Well, there's a question. Or are you just like gathering resources and going to attempt the attack tonight? 
Um, uh, no, I didn't think so. Not the last one. No. Uh, we can we can reconvene at the church now that we've set them straight. <laughs> sort Sounds of. Sounds like a pretty decent area to stage a uh, a rebellion from, if you ask me. <sighs> okay. You let your allies know to meet up back at the Church of Rebellion here in Caravel. And take some time. It was later in this evening by the time the last of them finally show up. Um, who will be the last? Um, eh, it's the kids. I can't help but put the kids together and have them out doing fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Tonk, Morello, and Mahogany are the last three to show up. Parlin has been there at the church pretty much this whole time. They're taking the opportunity to soak in what it's like to be in a church to their god. Sam and Carolina, they take a little bit of time, but they show up in short order, followed by Felicity. Seth has probably also been there, but he's more just going over the books and like, how much did we spend to get in? How much did we give to those people? If we wanted to do that again, how much would that cost? Like, you know, what's sustainable and what's not? Uh, the kids come in looking a little dirty, like they may have been up to some shenanigans. Um, they're in good spirits. Risto sees you, and oh man, tickles him just so. He flies over, inspects each of you very closely, and gets real close to Cyril, looks at the table leg, or whatever splinters are left after having burrowed through the ground. Takes a look at Darwin's fresh bite marks. Ooh. Not a good first outing for a god, a house for a demigod. Well, this big old strong gal here gives Sir a little pat on the back. Away from the wound. Not trying to be that much of a jerk. <laughs> Just using words to hurt. <sighs> Maybe we should do some more training before you go off and do this kind of... I don't even know. What did you do? Fall in a thresher? Pretty much. <laughs> I... I have been doing this for long enough. I don't need to hear about my failures from one like you. So I would kindly ask you to shut your goddamned pie hole. Seconded. He's, he's taken aback and he's like, Arnis, have you damned my pie hole? <laughs> no, but I will if you don't shut it. Can I at least ask if we're done here? That's a big nope. I, however, if you'd like, the door's right there. You can get to flapping for all I care. Get to flapping. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. But if all you're going to do is run your mouth about our failures, I'll have Cyril here have a little snack of ya. Look, I'll gladly share in your successes as soon as we get some. I mean, sorry. The church here. A little success. A little victory here. Cyril, dear, you're looking a little tired and a little worse for wear. Are you hungry? Oh, he he, he flies up a little higher out of uh, Cyril's immediate reach. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to mess around with Cyril. Um, big mouth and all. Hey, hey, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. 
Oh, so you do have a healthy sense of <laughs> fear underneath all that bluster. It's only prudent. Besides, if Cyril were to eat me, then no one would be around to train you anymore, right? Sure. So, to answer your actual question, no, we're not done here. We <laughs> went to see the leader, sure, of the <laughs> Silver Purse, Lynn Jarvis, turned out. He was hanging out in the contract house, uh, basically lording over the person who's the actual steward of this town um, in absence of royalty. And um, yeah, he's terrible. And he's basically fleecing the people, as he calls it, basically just in case, right? Like they need the money just to be safe, but he wouldn't explain anything more than that. Uh, we were going to go talk to him because it turned out that was just an illusion of him in the throne room talking to us, which is a huge dick move. But <laughs> we were going to go talk to him, but it turns out that the guards are pretty strong and they kind of beat the shit out of us. And that's why we're back here because we needed uh, a little more time and we're hoping a few more people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, yeah. Looking at you now, I don't think going back alone would be the best idea. Please, <sighs> perhaps tell me something I don't already know. Just trying to get the obvious out of the way. Who are these extra forces? He looks around. <laughs> Sam and Carolina, definitely. Um, Felicity, he's unsure about since she's been able to reconnect with Favon recently. The kids, you never know. Parlin, obviously not. Um, so he's looking like this is a ragtag bunch. They might be able to do some work, some assistance. He's just not sure how much, given your current condition. Where are these other forces coming from? I, I uh, might have a suggestion on that, Harness, if you allow it. I'm open. I'd say a town like this, suffering as it has, you might be able to raise a feared. Raise a what? I'm sorry. A what? A feared. What? A Explain, Finn. What is that? Yes. It is an army of free men who have decided to fight for their own lands. Mm -hmm. How does... How do you go about doing that? Why, well, how did you raise a rebellion? What? Person to person? It took longer than a day... But I guess we can start. Is there any reason we have to go back tomorrow? No. Wouldn't it be mighty terrifying for this coward who hides behind his walls to see you bring in men of their own accord into this town who you've paid to get through his walls to take up arms against him? Wouldn't maybe his guards see his, their fellow men, their brothers and sisters, deciding that they had had enough? Oftentimes... War is won not just in the battlefield, but in the hearts of minds. You might not even have to fight a battle. All right, then. Tomorrow we get to work. Oh, Rystos is going to voice these questions on my behalf here. Because sure. he's, he's blunt enough. Sure. So we're just supposed to stay in this city and try to recruit people immediately following your failed attempts. 
You don't think guards might be coming after you? I let them come. It's all well and good to buy loyalty and buy soldiers. It'll work, of course. I just mean, the longer we stay here, the sooner people are going to, you know, hear about what you did. That might help outside of the contract house, but might make the guards a little bit more anxious around you. He's not trying to sway one way or another. He's just saying, like, if things don't go well, you know, people might come looking for you. People might find you. That might be good. That might be bad. But yeah, the longer we take, the more people that you have. Uh, maybe you don't have to put up with quite so much of a beating next time. That would be ideal. Not a good look for a god to go in and just get their ass handed to him. Aye, but we didn't. We didn't come out looking pretty. But we did win the fight pretty mightily. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rystos, you're also assuming that none of those guards will be persuaded to join us. Mm-hmm. I'm just not counting on it as all. Healthy skepticism. What's your call? The choice has always been yours, of course. Oh, I can make myself comfortable here. Yeah. If you need me, just ask. Who knows, I might need you first. Or, <laughs> might need to find you first. And he'll fly off and eh, go perch up in the rafters somewhere. So, if I'm hearing you all correctly, the plan is now not attack tomorrow. It's spend time gathering resources in Build an army. terms of arms. And maybe try and come up with a better plan than just run in where they're going to be expecting us to run in, if possible. Yeah. Not that I have any ideas, I'm just saying. A, a question that doesn't need to be answered now, but I do want to ask it now so you can think about it. So next time uh, we might be able to act on it if... Whichever way you decide, are you going to be limiting your search for support internal to the city? Or are you going to look into bringing people from outside in? Just because that would involve more time. As far as correspondence goes, like you're in a church, you know, there's resources in the city. You have money, more importantly. People will be willing to deal with you if you've got money to pay for things. Um, So getting word out to people wouldn't be a problem. I I would say beyond directly outside the city Finnegan doesn't have an intention to reach beyond that because uh, I mean his belief is that if you want a free city you should fight for a free city and that those beyond the city have no place fighting for it like mm-hmm. granted that he wouldn't say no to offers of help help but like right there's little point in going three cities or over to get help mm-hmm. yeah I mean outside of the people of the city uh, just like, sorry, outside of the general populace, I will remind you that there's the stained court here. So there's like people who can fight and uh, those people who are fighters do have sponsors. Of course, those sponsors answer to the silver purse or not answer to, but you know, they pay dues to the silver purse and they pay dues to the, uh, the, the what are they called? The other guild. They pay dues to two guilds because guilds are jerks sometimes. Um, the sporting association, the athletes guild. So what you're saying is it might be in the sponsor's interest to not have to pay the dues to the silver purse anymore. <laughs> I, it might be. 
but they may also be worried about going against the people who enable them to make money in the first place. Um, I'm, I'm just saying it's nothing is assured. Like it is a path. You could go to the fighters directly and just be like, man, fuck your sponsors. Let's go. Or you'd go to the sponsors and be like, fuck the silver purse. Let's go. Or you'd go to the silver purse and be like, hey, Lynn, punch me in the face. And he will. Um, (laughs) 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 Or you could go to the sporting association and be like, man, doesn't the MLB suck? No, they're not. It wouldn't be the MLB. Um, Because the sporting association would be the, the equivalent of Major League Baseball. Uh, doesn't suck paying money to ESPN. Fuck those guys. Still a bad analogy, but you get what I'm going for. Oh, I get it. But yeah, if you wanted to reach outside of the city, of course, you know, that extends as far as your patience does. Right. But yeah, then there's also just, yeah, the people. And if you want to look outside of brute force and get into other skills, that's always a possibility. Um, yeah, you've got your party. Sam and Carolina are very formidable in battle, but if they Tamani up, they will more than likely be spotted. Right. And that can be spun for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Simple question. After Rysos is done with you, the rest of your party, you know, members of your party, will be curious. Um, let's say Tonk will be the most vocal. Uh, he comes up, loot in hand. And looks at y'all. Oh my goodness. And we're going to go back into this? Doing the right thing, kid, is neither easy nor unpainful. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. If somebody's trying to beat down a group of people and you have the ability to stand in the way of the punch, you do it. As you're saying this to Tonk, Mahogany comes up as well. She says, Hey, Arnest, dig in the ears and the tail. You gonna keep those? No. Oh, why not? It's cute. Because I didn't, I didn't do this on purpose, but thank you. I'm glad you like them. <sighs> oh, this is a shame. I should go back and hang out with Tonk and Morello some more. They're gonna get, get to planning for the next day. I think across the, across the aisle, Carolina gives you like a little, little wink and a nod. Laughing under her breath. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up. Hey, someone turned himself into a cat boy. Let my NPCs enjoy that for a moment. <laughs> someone didn't do that on purpose. You should be lucky nobody's pulling your tail. Let him try and get punched in the face. It'll probably hurt my hand more than it'll hurt them. <laughs> okay. The initial assault on the contract house was successful, but limited. Finding fierce opposition in the parlor, you decided to turn back, regroup at the Church of Rebellion. Worrying that the first opposition you met was not the strongest, and certainly not the last, decision was made to regroup at the Church of Rebellion and plan for a larger assault at a later date. While this does give you the opportunity to gather more forces and gather the support of the people within the city, it also gives Lynn Jarvis and the contract house time to prepare. Those guards will recover. And when they do, they will be able to tell of the force that they encountered. They'll be able to 
prepare the contract house against a further assault. How well they can do that, it's hard to say. Depends on time. Depends on resources. Unfortunately, the Silver Purse has <laughs> perhaps all of them. But seeing a city under the thumb of a brutal capitalist is too much to bear. And in the morning when you awake recovered, you'll look to broaden your support here in Caravelle, to gather resources, put together a force capable of standing up to the contract house and the silver purse and bringing back some sort of peace and freedom to these people. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.